deserve the glory and honor, Lord. We adore you, Lord. of the universe you rule in the whole planet Lord you rule in the US you rule in Texas you rule in the Perian basins you rule in Odessa you rule in Victory Church you rule in this room you rule in our hearts you are the King Lord how wonderful is that you are our Father the King Thank you, Lord. In Jesus' name. Thank you, Lord. We have been studying a section of the scripture in the chapter number 10 of the Gospel of Luke. And I'm going to ask our reader, Ms. Marilyn, to please read for us the portion that is in your bulletins and we read in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. The Lord chose 72 more followers. He sent them out in groups of two. He sent them ahead of him into every town and place where he planned to go. He said to them, there is such a big harvest of people to bring in, but there are only a few workers to help harvest them. God owns the harvest. Ask him to send more workers to help bring in his harvest. You can go now, but listen. I am sending you, and you will be like sheep among wolves. Don't carry any money, a bag, or sandals. Don't stop to talk with people on the road. Before you go into a house, say, Peace be with this home. If the people living there love peace, your blessing of peace will stay with them. But if not, your blessing of peace will come back to you. Stay in the peace-loving house. Eat and drink what the people there give you. A worker should be given his pay. Don't leave that house to stay in another house. If you go into a town and the people welcome you, eat the food they give you. Heal the sick people who live there and tell them, God's kingdom is now very near you. But if you go into a town and the people don't welcome you, then go out into the streets of that town and say, even the dirt from your town that sticks to our feet, we wipe off against you. But remember that God's kingdom is coming soon. When anyone listens to you, my followers, they are really listening to me. But when anyone refuses to accept you, they are really refusing to accept me. And when anyone refuses to accept me, they are refusing to accept the one who sent me. 
when the 72 followers came back from their trip, they were very happy. They said, Lord, even the demons obeyed us when we used your name. Jesus said to them, I saw Satan falling like lightning from the sky. He is the enemy, but know that I have given you more power than he has. I have given you power to crush his snakes and scorpions under your feet. Nothing will hurt you. Yes, even the spirits obey you, and you can be happy, not because you have this power, but because your names are written in heaven. Amen. Thank you, Ms. Marilyn. Team building. This is the third of these messages that we are studying this portion of the scripture, and uh, I will encourage you, if you haven't heard the previous two, go to the podcast and listening to it. There is one easy way that you can do it. Go to the website, vchurch.us, and just click <laughs> podcast, and then you select the chapter. The dates uh, are November something, the last weekend of November, and December the 3rd, the previous messages. This is a, a very complex portion of the scripture that I am taking my time to explain to you because it's important that you understand the whole concept of what's going on in this, in this portion of the scripture, right? But last week, when we discussed this, we ended with this statement, I am an ambassador of the Lord Jesus. Do you remember? And we said, when you are an ambassador, you are representing that country. When you are an ambassador of the Lord Jesus Christ, you are representing the Lord Jesus Christ wherever you go, right? And as an ambassador, remember, people are going to be watching you. That is why we try our best to give a good testimony among people. Sometimes people ask me, Gian, do you think that if I misbehave, I'm going to mess it up the work in the kingdom of the Lord? And I said, you're not going to mess up the, the kingdom of the Lord's work. You will affect certain individuals with your behavior, right? But uh, no. Because after all, the work in the kingdom of the Lord is the Holy Spirit who does it, not you, right? And it's about Him, it's not about you. Do you understand? Even though your testimony is very important, the, the message that we are delivering to people is not the message of, look at me, do what I do. The message is, there is someone out there in heaven who gave his life for you. We talk about the Lord Jesus Christ. So yes, it's important you have a good testimony among people, but your testimony is not what is going necessarily to save people, right? Who saves people is the Lord, his, his Spirit. That doesn't mean that you are not going to do your best to behave, right? We try to, correct? And we say this, we try to improve Time after time. Month after month, you, you need to think, am I doing better in my Christian walk? Am I doing better in my spiritual life? What, what is your answer? What is the, don't tell me. I just want you to think. What could be your answer to that question? Is your spiritual life better today than a month ago? Think about it. All right? Let's go to the next slide. 
which is the second block in your bulletins, you're going to write initial team 12 and the first big team 72. Do you remember the Lord Jesus selected 12 individuals to be his disciples? Do you remember that, right? So the initial team were 12 guys. And then here in Luke 10, we are reading that he sent 72, right? So do you see that is a growth there from 12 to 72? Okay, here's one important thing to understand in the kingdom of the Lord. The kingdom of the Lord grows. Say with me, grows. It's natural. It has to grow. Let me give you an example. Let's say that we bring some seeds and we plant those seeds in one of these areas. We have almost six acres. Praise the Lord. <laughs> right? Do you realize that? Almost six acres in property. We can do whatever we want. But let's suppose that we want to plant some seeds there and we do it in the right time because... There is a time to plant the seed, right? And we do whatever is needed. And after a few months, you don't see anything. You don't see any indication that there is a plant there. So you wait a little bit more and you do your job. And eventually you start to see the little plant growing, right? After a year, you see that plant getting better, more beautiful. And eventually the flower in and one point, the fruit, correct? That is the natural process. The kingdom of the Lord, the, and the kingdom of the Lord is exactly the same. Things must grow from 12 disciples to 72 disciples. It's, it's a normal process of growing. It's like our church. It's a healthy process to grow. And you know, sometimes it's not a good idea to grow too fast. Do, do you agree with me? Because if we grow too fast, we, we won't know what to do. Imagine right now we have near, I believe, 15 to 8 or 20 kids in the children's ministry. So we have a team of nine people, if I'm not mistaken, in that ministry. Nine people serving. And they serve alternating, right? But if all of a sudden we have 50 kids, what are we going to do with them? You understand? So the process of growing has to be natural, but also requires time. From 12 to 72. When we don't see the growth, uh, something is not right. The plant is not healthy, right? Something is not right. There is something that is not being done in the right way, the church should be the same. If the church, if our church is not growing, even slowly, but if it's not growing, something is not right. It's not healthy. Because naturally it should grow. Even if it's one person at a time. One person at a time. Okay, with that in mind, let's go to the next point. You need to understand that you have to serve the Lord God Almighty and you can rest and have peace. When He sends you to do His job, you are going to do it. 
you are going to serve him. And you are going to rest. Not rest in peace, right? <laughs> but you're going to rest in him knowing that he's going to take care of what you are doing. Right? So, but let, let's talk about 12 people together or 72 people together. Do you think it's easy? You know, working as a team is, is complex. Just working with another individual, right? Because both have different views about the same thing. We are going to do this project, and uh, so what do you think? Mike, well, look, um, this is what I think. Luke, you know, I think this, and oh, no, I don't think so. I think this. No, I don't think so, and boom, right? Working as a team is not easy. When we are serving the Lord here, we need to do it as a team. But it's not easy because there are views. Everyone has his own view. It's like in a family, in a marriage. And the thing is this, if we don't have the same view, the same vision, eventually we're going to split, which happens in marriages, which happens in partnerships which happens in churches. We don't have the same vision. That's why they split. They cannot be together because there is no way we, we will go to the same place. One is thinking of going to Dallas and the other is thinking of going to Amarillo. How they can drive together? It's impossible. Working as a team requires that all of us think of the same Goal. What's the vision? And then we serve the Lord. Whether you are taking care of something outside of the building or sharing a flyer of the Elijah food contest with a friend or inviting someone to the church or you are praying for one of your neighbors or you are ministering to someone in the store that you found and you are telling this person good things Whatever you do, even giving money or buying something and bringing it to the church, whatever you do, you need to think that you are serving whom? The Lord. Because when you are started to think, I'm doing this for my church, you are wrong. You, you have a wrong vision right there. And even worse, when you are thinking, uh, well, you know, I want to support Gian. Even worse. That's, that's even more messed up. That's a wrong way of seeing church. You have to think, I'm serving the Lord. Whatever is what you do in the church, you need to remind yourself, I'm doing this for the Lord. The Lord God Almighty. And when you do that, you can rest and have peace and say, you know what, I'm going to do this with my body here. Whoever is my part of my team, I'm going to work with them doing this together. We are doing this for the Lord, right, guys? Yes, yes, we are doing this for the Lord. All right, let's do it the best way that we can, and let's have peace about it. Let's rest, because it's for him. He will take care of everything. While you are working as a team... You have to learn to enjoy the journey, which is one of the most important things in life. 
Why is it that people are always thinking, when I get that, I'll be happy. When I, I am in such and such place, I'll be happy. You know, the student in high school is thinking, oh, whenever I finish high school, high school, I'll be happy. When I get my first car, I'll be happy. When I get my first girl, I'll be happy. When I get married, I'll be happy. When I have my child, I'll be happy. When I get this house, I'll be happy. When I get this car, I'll be happy. When I go to this place, I'll be happy. When I retire, I'll be happy. <laughs> it's always thinking about getting something to be happy. And we forget that what we need to do is enjoy this day. I mean, where is the past? Can you show me your past? Can you show me your future? What is what you have today? You have today, this day. Even this moment is not going, you are not going to live again this very moment. Enjoy the message, enjoy the chair, enjoy the ones that are around you, enjoy the moment, enjoy it, be happy. Enjoy it. Well, but you don't know what kind of problems I have. Well, yeah, I understand that. But with faith in your heart, trusting in the Lord, you are going to go through that regardless. And be happy. You have to learn to be happy in the Lord. Whether you have what you want or not. It's going to happen. If the Lord wants to give you that car or house or couple or kids or retirement or whatever the Lord wants to give you, He's going to give you because He wants to bless you. So why are you not happy then? If He's going to bless you, He's only going to give you what, you what He wants. We'll be happy now. Right? And you need to learn to be happy working in a team. Well, that's a problem because my personality is different. Okay, well, it's not what I read in the scripture. Actually, the Lord sent them in teams of two. You know how important it is you have a prayer partner? Do you realize that? How important is that you have somebody that you can talk to about your needs and your problems and share that with somebody and meet to have a cup of coffee or tea or whatever. Talk about it. You text. Isn't it wonderful when you sometimes are going through something and then you receive a text message from somebody that tells you, I'm praying for you. And you're like, oh my gosh. Oh, Lord, thank you. Thank you, Lord. Isn't it wonderful? Well, what are you waiting to be that person for somebody else? It's wonderful to receive, but you also can give. You can do that. You can pray for somebody. You can call somebody, text somebody, and say, you know what? I'm praying for you, and mean it. Before you send the text, you're going to say, Lord, I'm praying for such and such, and I ask you, whatever you pray. And then you type, I just pray for you. Bing. Working as a team, working with others. You have to learn to work with others. You have to. And in the church, you need to find somebody that you will connect with. 
Folks, listen to me, please. Find somebody that you can connect here in the church. Find that person. Somebody that you can share your personal things, you know? Two, praying for the same thing. That is what the disciples did. And that's why they were very happy because they saw, man, the Lord was with us. Everything went so great. Everything went so great. Miss Madeline, we are going to read a portion in the Gospel of John, chapter 15, verses 5 and 8, please. I am the vine, and you are the branches. If you stay joined to me and I to you, you will produce plenty of fruit. But separated from me, you won't be able to do anything. Show that you are my followers by producing much fruit. This will bring honor to my Father. Yes. You can learn to work as a team, but eventually you start to rely too much in that individual or vice versa. That is a mistake. No, you rely only in the Lord. You are with somebody. You are working as a team with somebody, but you don't get your spiritual food from that individual. You get it from the Lord. Otherwise, it's going to become idolatry. That's why I like very much that you see all my mistakes. It's so wonderful that you see all the things that I do wrong. Why is that great? Because you see that I am just a human being. Like you are. You don't put your eyes on me. <laughs> you know, I like it. Man. <laughs> Right? I like that. It's good. Because your faith will be in the right place. On the Lord. Lord, and by the way, help him. Poor man. You know? The Lord says, I want you to, to be joined to me. And produce plenty of fruit. So that means you got to do your job. Let's talk about what is your job in the kingdom of the Lord. Guys, what is your job? Just to share the message with others that there is hope in the name of Jesus. Do you remember? We discussed this before. All that you have to do is, with whoever you are talking, when they are sharing with you their problems, you are going to say, you know what? There is hope in the name of Jesus. You know, my marriage was a disaster, and I saw the Lord. How Wonderful things he did. You know, I didn't have a job, and I prayed, man. <laughs> it was awesome. You don't know how many times I passed that page of prayer request. You don't know how many times I text, please pray for my job interview. And throughout several months, I saw that over and over. And you know what? I got the job. I'm happy now with this job. I'm very, very excited about what I'm doing. The Lord is so wonderful. Share that. That is your job. You see? Your job is not to, to give lessons of the Bible to people. That's not your job. You don't have to be a teacher in the Bible knowledge to be able to share with somebody what the Lord has done in your life. Do you? I don't think so. You just reflect about it and say, wow, the Lord really helped me. Wonderful things. 
You know, everything is going well, my health, my, my family. You know, I'm, I'm blessed. I'm really blessed. And that is your job. But you keep joined to the Lord. Separated from me, you won't be able to do anything. That is the problem. If you have the temptation of saying, you know what, I want to skip church this Sunday because uh, this and that, right? Fine. Next Sunday, you know what, then you do that. Next Sunday, you know what? And then when you come to realize, you are just not part of the church anymore. It's dangerous. Keep joining. Keep joining because there is the fruit. And then the Lord says, show that you are my followers by producing much fruit. So you have to be productive in the kingdom of the Lord. Meaning what? Don't, don't stop sharing the message that is hope in the name of Jesus. That's all that he's asking you. Share with people. Whenever they start talking to you about their problems, you just tell them, there, there is hope in the name of Jesus. I invite you to come to my church. Here is the business card. Come whenever you want. That's all. Because this will bring honor to my Father. The Lord God is watching you. And He sees you that you are listening to His word. You think, yeah, I can do that. He sees that. And then you go out and you do that. He sees that. So that brings honor to Him. The Lord says, I want to bless my child for what he's doing. You see? Ms. Medellin, let's read this other scripture, please. Luke chapter 5, verses 31 and 32. Jesus answered them, It is the sick people who need a doctor, not those who are healthy. I have not come to ask good people to change. I have come to ask sinners to change the way they live. Thank you. I want you to know that the Lord did something in my life that was really special. I was a very shy person. I was very shy. I didn't know how to talk to people and stuff like that. I just, I was frightened. I didn't know how to do it. Being in front of an audience, <coughs> grabbing a microphone, in front of a camera, speaking a message, doing a funeral, a wedding, blessing a house, whatever. I didn't know how to do that. And he changed me. But when he changed me and he showed me that, that I could do this because he wanted to use me, I all of a sudden experience something that is called by me, I don't care. So whatever other people are saying about me, I just don't care. If I'm doing this for the Lord, I don't care what they think. As long as I'm doing the right thing, right? As long as it's respectful, as long as it's right and fair, I don't care. Because people will judge me according with their own views. And they don't know what the Lord is telling me to do, right? So I just don't care. But that doesn't mean that people are not talking about me. Oh, that's not true. 
people are talking and they are not talking good things about me. The same thing happens to you. People are going to start saying things about you and you just need to apply the same concept. I don't care. I don't care what you are saying, you know. I'm, I'm not doing anything wrong. I'm serving the Lord. I got to do what I got to do for the Lord. And uh, people will criticize you for, for whatever you do. This year, we did uh, a festival here in the church with the cars. Some of you remember that event we made. 40 cars. That weekend, you came for the first time, you remember? Miss Marilyn, your family. And you were here. Now that I remember, you were here. We did the cars. You know what? There were people telling me how bad that was. Showing off, they told me. You are just showing off. I'm like, okay. Well, thank you. So, and the Lord said to me, I want you to start a new project. It's called the Elisha Food Contest. And here's the money. Do this. And I put the video on Facebook, right? Thousands of people are watching that video. I don't know how many people are going to show up next Sunday, right? I'm hoping two, three hundred people, but I don't know. Who knows, right? But guess what happened? I received criticism. Some people said, that is not right, that you are using money for a contest. Well, first of all, it's not their money, it's my money, literally. I put that money into this project. Somebody gave me money and said, Gian, this is for you. And I said, for me or for the church? For you. But if you want to put this $600 to advertise your church, you are free to do it. And I said, that's what I would like. Feel free. Literally, it's my money. So, why there are individuals in the community so aggravated that I am making a food contest and giving $600 away? It's not their money. But the thing is, people are always going to talk. Whatever the Lord tells you to do, you're going to do it. And you just don't care what people say. Because as long as it's right and fair, what's the problem with that? Right? And those who criticize you and criticize me and criticize us as a church, they are not going to be ever part of the church. Okay, get this, friends, because this is key here for our future. We are not called to, to go to them because those particular individuals, they are not going to come to our church ever. But there are ones out there that they are going to come to the church one day. The Lord is calling us to go to certain individuals, not to other individuals. And those who don't want to be part of us, just, what are you going to do about it? But there are ones that will. And that is what the Lord said. 
I came, I have not come to ask good people to change. I have come to ask sinners to change the way they live. It is so important that you understand that, that there are people here in Odessa that need to hear the message of hope that we carry. But probably out of 100 people that we talk to, maybe 5% of them will hear and pay attention to our words. And others, they, they, they just won't like us. They will say things like, you are far away from my home. Oh, you're a country people. Your pastor barely speaks English. <laughs> the worship leader always is messing up the songs. <laughs> the temperature in the room is awful. Sometimes it's too cold. Other days it's too hot. Never bring the flavor of donut that I like. Your coffee is too weak. The chairs are too comfortable. There are not many blankets. Why do you have to have food in every event? <laughs> don't worry about it, friends. Don't worry about it. You don't worry about it. We are called to certain people, and they are going to connect with us. And I am so grateful for each one of you. For each one of you. And when I see someone, someone that come, comes back, that just is beautiful to me. And I say, oh, thank you, Lord. The ones that you are talking to, some of them, they are going to pay attention to your words. Some are not going to. Don't worry about it. Okay? Now, let's continue studying part of the scripture here because there are four more things that I need to share with you. The enemy will not stop me from doing the Lord's work. You have to have that in your head thinking, you know what? Uh, it doesn't matter. If they are mocking me, or they are telling jokes about the English of my pastor, or whatever, I don't care. If this family now all of a sudden they don't want to be my friends, well... What are you going to do? But this other idea that some people have, thinking, well, I was raised in this particular church, and if I leave that church and I go to another church, maybe, maybe it's not the right thing to do, and perhaps some spiritual attack is going to come to my life. You know, some people think that way. No. No. You will be wherever the Lord wants you to be. And you don't be afraid of the power of the darkness. I'm not saying there is no power in the darkness. There is power and there is a big power in the darkness. But as long as you are in the light doing what is right, you don't have to be afraid of it. You have to be prudent. You know what happened to me last night? The Lord woke me up at one a.m. And when he wakes me up in the, morning, in the night, usually it's a long talk. And exactly is what happened. And he starts talking to me, do this, do that. Right? And at some point, 
I said, Lord, I would like to go to the store, maybe Walmart, and probably get something special for tomorrow night's dinner. Tracy and I in the house, just the two of us, maybe I can cook something different, some shrimp, fried shrimp, 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 something like that. And I'm thinking, right? And I'm, I get up, left my stuff there, my Bible and all that. And then the Lord says, what time is it? It is 2.30 and a Saturday night, Gian. Really? You're going to go on the streets? You know how dangerous that could be? Never mind. Came back to the chair. <laughs> what I'm saying to you is, yes, there is power in the darkness, but quite often we put ourselves in the wrong spot. And that is your responsibility to pay attention to what you do. Don't worry about the enemy. Don't worry about the darkness. The Lord will protect you, but you need to be prudent and careful. But the Lord Jesus told the disciples, listen, the demons, you are going to cast them out. You are going to overcome all, all the enemy. You will succeed. But then the Lord said, but I saw Satan, I saw how he came down. And you know, the reasons why he was cast out from heaven. Number one, pride. He thought of himself as someone that could be in the kingdom, in the chair of the kingdom, being the one ruler ruling the universe. He saw himself, I can be that one. Pride. Second, envy. Why he, why God has to be there and not me? Envy, right? Jealousy. Well, I want that for me. Those are three points that you have to be careful, checking your heart that are not part of your system. Do not let pride rule you. What is the best way that you can fight against pride? Write this down. It's key for your future. If you have issues with pride, the solution is serve others. If you have issues with pride, serve others. Force yourself and say, I'm going to serve somebody. I'm going to clean this kitchen table, I'm going to wash this car, I'm going to carry this package from here, to whatever is needed, I'm going to serve. That is the antidote for pride. Envy. What is, the, what is the, the reason why people have envy? Because they cannot be happy knowing that somebody else got something. Somebody gets a new job, yeah, that person is happy. And you will think everyone in the family is happy. Well, sometimes not. <laughs> sometimes, whether it's the husband or the wife gets a new job and the spouse is upset about it. Why? Why, Why not me? Sometimes it's in the same company, the promotion, right? Why, Why this person gets the job and not me? Why this person got the, the increase in salary? And not me. Envy. Jealousy. That's even worse, right? I want that for me. And I'm going to do whatever is needed to get it. 
because that I wanted for me. Those three things are the cause of destruction. In, in the kingdom of the Lord, in the church, it happens. One day, I didn't say your name. I didn't say, thank you for that. Your picture was not there in the screen, or your name is not listed in the bulletin. And then you're just like... <sighs> Envy. But why Gian is so, so nice to James and not to me? I know, he, he's having dinner with him, just the two of them. Why, why he's not inviting me? I want that. You, you see? Sometimes that happens in the church. <coughs> Folks, no. No, we cannot afford that. Pride, envy, jealousy. We need to get rid of that. You need to remember that there is power and authority in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. So now let's get to the point when you are in environments where there, are, there is oppression. You go to a family and you know they are going through a big deal. It's a huge thing there. Drama, fights, who knows? All those problems, right? And you are there. The Lord puts you in that spot. And you are just, oh my, what am I doing here? <laughs> right? What, 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 what's going on? Why me? Why me? You know why? Because the Lord wants to use you. You are being sent to that particular environment. And then is when you need to remember that you have power and authority in the name of the Lord Jesus. You don't say, hey! Listen to me. I know what you have to do. No, 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 no. You don't do that. When you are in the midst of that situation, you're going to say, hey, guys, can I pray? Do you mind? Father, I pray, Lord, that your peace will come here in the name of Jesus. The peace of God comes in the name of Jesus. Speak those words. There is power and authority in the name of Jesus. You are driving, and then you see it's an imminent accident about to happen, and you just say, Father, save me in the name of Jesus. There is power in the name of Jesus. Know that, that you have that power and authority. It's not, it's not that you have the power yourself. The power and authority is in the name of of Jesus. Use it. All the time. When you see danger or very complex situations, you just go, let's pray. Let's pray right now. Let's pray. Hey, hey take it easy. Let's pray. Father, I pray, Lord, that my, my friend here will not do this and that. Da, 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 da. In the name of Jesus. Peace, my friend. Peace, peace. In the name of Jesus. Because in the midst of those situations, what is what people say? I'm going to, what? I'm going to, you know what kind of things people want to do. And you say, no, 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 no. At that point, literally, the darkness is attacking this individual. You are there for a reason. You don't just go away. They need you. When you see that there is so much turmoil there, yeah, you want to go, right? But before you leave, you're going to pray for them. 
in the name of Jesus. You have no idea what the Lord can do through you when you pray that prayer among those people. It's amazing what can happen. Don't be afraid. And at the end, the Lord said, you know what, guys? All that was awesome. You did great. You learned how to work as a team. You now are delivering the message. You are healing people. People are being transformed. I'm so proud of you. That's awesome. Just remember one thing, guys. That your most important joy must come by knowing that you are eternal. That you have eternal life. Out of all the things that you can enjoy every day, remember that, that you have eternal life in the name of Jesus. A dear friend said to me, one day, just coming from that door, yeah, my relative finally is in heaven, is much more happier now than was suffering here. And I said, yeah. But actually, any one of us will be happier there. <laughs> and he said, you're right. It's true. Anyone will be happier there. Have you thought about it? So the funeral itself for us believers is not the end of it. The funeral is the beginning of our celebration in eternity. We miss them, right? This week, December the 5th, my, my dad's anniversary... When he went to heaven, I miss my dad. I prayed to the Lord that day, give me the peace, Lord, because I miss my daddy. <laughs> I'm a 53-year-old longing for his daddy. <laughs> yeah. I love my daddy. But I know where my daddy is. Eternity. I need you to please bow down your head. Bow your head, close your eyes, and let me ask you this question. As you have your eyes closed, are you certain about your eternity? Are you certain about the salvation of your soul and the forgiveness of your sins in the name of Jesus? Are you certain? If not, please pray with me and say, Dear God, I need you. I need to experience eternity. And I ask you to forgive me from all my sins in the name of Jesus thank you for that cross thank you for my salvation and I will serve you the rest of the days of my life in the name of Jesus Amen